What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to a new season, let alone episode of The 1% Life. I'm your host, peak performance coach and trainer to the 1%, Joni Dillon. I am so pumped to be back here with you for another season or until I move again. So we just called it a season because really I just moved and life was kind of Oh, upside down for a minute. <laughs> and now it's getting right side up. So yeah, man, it's been crazy. Hope y'all been doing well. If you're listening to us live on the Facebooks, drop a hello. Let me know where you're tuning in from. And uh, if you're listening on one of our podcasting platforms, welcome in. Hope you enjoy this show. So Rockstars, it's been a crazy like month and a half, man. Now, let me tell you, uh, if you don't know, and you aren't following me uh, on some other platform, you probably don't know that like I moved out of Seattle and living in an RV, <laughs> 35 square foot, or wait, no, that would be terrible. 35 foot RV with my partner and the monkey who just plopped down behind me, um, Diego. And man, is it uh, ever filled with you know life's interesting occurrences, experiences. It's been interesting for sure. But I'll tell you what, you know, this this episode is, we're definitely going to talk about some things. And the thing in particular that we'll speak about today is change, right? Like change has really been on my mind because number one, I've been going through a lot of it. Any of you going through a little change? Maybe over the last six months, some change and a periods of time where I felt a little uncomfortable. That's right. Change is not always fun, is it? So anyways, packed up, left the state that I knew, left all my friends, left the family, and uh, decided to head to Missoula, Montana. So we're out here, and uh, you know, I'm just, all right, maybe I shouldn't be telling you what where we're at, but we're at a pretty cool RV park or campground, or I think they're just called RV parks, and it's home. And what's crazy is like, a lot has transpired from us you know, attempting to purchase a home and then another home and the universe saying, no, 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 that's not your home. So now we're like, are we really weathering this winter, Montana winter in an RV? And my partner, Scott, he's never done that before. <laughs> he's never spent a cold winter somewhere. So we're learning and it's uh, just kind of starting to kick in. I mean, I, you know, not quite yet, but it, it will. So we're preparing for that. And it's, here's the nice thing I like about it. First of all, for those of you who it's funny, because I used to get a lot of clients back in the timeshare world who were, you know, we got a fifth wheel or I think that's what it's called. I'm still learning. <laughs> and I'm like, who are these people? I would have all this judgment against them. Why do they like traveling in RVs? It's so weird. It just didn't, get it. They need to buy timeshare, right? Like I had all these really crazy thoughts and judgments against other people who were doing this, living this lifestyle. And what I realized was that now, not for years, was that kind of cool, kind of liberating, really, really liberating. And I'm living out of a suitcase is worth of clothes, like one suitcase, one big suitcase is worth of clothes. In fact, the suitcase is actually in my car still. I haven't even pulled it out. So that shows you how few of clothes I actually have inside the coach, which is interesting because I'm so used to having like a lot of space, a lot of clothes. And, you know, it's been very liberating. 
And there's been this movement towards, uh, you know, RV lifestyle. You'll hear me hashtag that a lot on the gram (laughs) and RV life and all that stuff. There's been a van life apparently is a thing. I don't know if you knew that, but it, it's been definitely different and liberating to let go. I mean, we have, gosh, we have four storages on Monday. We'll condense down to our today, which is probably when you're listening to it, it'll condense down to, um, three storages and none of that stuff is even missed. I'm really not missing any of it. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. And I really had a hard time letting go of things. Oh, I'll tell you that. I was trying to Marie Kondo my life. It certainly didn't happen. Apparently I let go of like 10% of my world. So we're going to do it again when we actually buy the house and the land and all that stuff or the land, whatever it is. Marie Kondo again and actually get rid of stuff because it feels really good. You think you miss this stuff, but you don't. There's really not one thing other than me trying to find all my supplements. For those of you who know me, you know I'm, you know, got a lot of supplements. But other than my supplements that are lost in, you know, one of those storage units, I can just order new ones. I mean, I've got a lot of them there, but that's all I'm really missing at the moment. It's very liberating. Have you ever thought of getting a home on wheels? So different, but it's really cool. Apparently RV world, RV living has increased like tremendously. The campgrounds are always filled. It's it's pretty nuts. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about, but I thought I'd catch you up on my life. I'm doing laundry in um, public laundry spaces, a little bizarre. But it's, uh, you know, it's all a part of this thing called behavioral flexibility. And behavioral flexibility is one skill that, God, heck, most people really lack. The ability to change their behavior based on what the current environment is calling for. Any environment, whether it's your home environment, the economic environment, your work environment, whatever it is. So I'm really experiencing some serious behavioral flexibility, which is good to to be forced into that situation. My partner, Scott, and I are both running our businesses out of an RV. Thank God we rented some space, some office space, which has been really nice. But hey, I want to talk to you about this thing called change. Change, and I don't mean, you know, spare change. I mean transformation. That's right. And how it's so easy to just get comfortable, isn't it? Like, it's so easy to just say, oh, no, 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 that thing over there. Like, someday I'll get to it. Someday I'm going to take the leap. Someday I'm going to leave the job. Someday I'm going to hmm, actually start a business of my dreams, perhaps. Do the thing, whatever the thing. Write the book, speak on the stage, build the career, leave the partner. Who knows what it is? I don't know. What is it for you? But what is stopping you from today? And what I've experienced is that when the situation, the situation at hand gets to the point where it's like change isn't an option. When change is not an option, where it's, you know, it's easy to not change when it's like, I could do, I could stay in my job because I'm making good money or it's decent, it's comfortable, maybe it's not good money, but it's comfortable, bills are getting paid, or I could leap off a cliff, please, that's metaphorical, <laughs> leap off a cliff and 
start a business, perhaps, that is an option. How many people retreat back to what's comfortable, what's known, what's safe, what's no risk, no risk. And when change is not an option, what happens is that change actually happens. It happens because you've got to change. You've got to do something different than you were doing before. Now, I'm curious how many of you have felt that this season that we're all in has brought about some real forced change. You know, many of my clients, in fact, 85% of my industry that I coached in predominantly lost their jobs overnight with COVID. Overnight, what? And then there was like another day where another 15%, I mean, they're literally like probably 5% of the original workforce as of a few months ago working, just call it March, now, 5%. Could I be off a little? Maybe by like a percent. It's really, really, really low. And with that, so many people were forced to make decisions about their careers. Like, now what? What do I do now? And I'll tell you what, it's got me, it has me looking. Like, I've been, I work with, with a lot of high performers, right? Like, people who are sales gangsters. They are the best closers in the world. I mean, literally, like, my mastermind is filled with the best closing chicas in the world there's some badass bees, like there really are. And many of them, several of them were forced to, you know, when the, their companies put them on this, uh, I don't know, furlough kind of thing, I guess it was called. Like, well, when you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you've got to create that lifestyle one way or the other. So they'd start these businesses. And here's what's interesting. This is going into a little conversation around identity as well. When you just are the person who no matter what gets results, you can move from one industry to another industry to a completely foreign unknown industry. And guess what happens? You guessed it. You just get results. So I'm thinking in particular, one of my rock star clients, Jamie, and how amazing of an individual she is because she was able to, you know, when hit with crises, said crises, she goes out and gets resourceful, stumbles into a business and grew that business so freaking fast. It was a network marketing company. Hey, there's a lot of people really leaning into network marketing right now because of, uh, you know, needing something that's duplicatable. She didn't know anything about this. She sucked at all network marketing companies in the past but found something she was passionate about in a business and found a way. I mean, she seriously was working like 10 hour, 12 hour, I think like 16 hour days doing this business and grew her downline tremendous, like from zero. I think she's at like 300 right now in just a few short months, uh, which is crazy. And I could, it could be 3000 by today. <laughs> and then somebody, she's like, I think I'm going to go dabble in real estate dabble in real estate. Okay. So within a few weeks, maybe a month, seven homes under contract, you guys, seven homes under contract. So why is it that somebody can leave an industry that they were the top, like literally was rookie of the year, top 0.0001%, like incredible. 
year after year after year after year, went from a single mom to being a rock star overnight. I mean, well, within her first year and spent 11 years, I believe, in that industry. Leave it, cold turkey, go into a completely different industry she knew nothing about and not search for help. I'm like, you know, like find somebody to save me but got resourceful and found a way, quickly built up this business that is growing like crazy right now. She has all these little troopers on the ground doing work for her. It's awesome. She just coaches them and then goes and sells a house and then transfers to another industry simultaneously. Seven houses under contract, knows nothing about real estate. How is that possible? And I tell you this because when change becomes not an option, but change becomes necessary and there becomes an opening, a space for it, right? Like this is a really cool period in time, I believe in as amongst all the crazy, for, for you to look at what is possible right now. If you are not leaving this period of time with a skill that you have developed, with a skill that you have really spent some time developing and actually working towards mastery. And if you have not done that, what have you done? Where have you perhaps wasted your time? And wouldn't it be beneficial to you? What, what, don't you just owe it to yourself to think bigger, to think about what's going to get, like, because clearly what's in, what got people to where they are right now is not what's going to get you to the next place. And I believe that so firmly based on the current economic environment and the environment period. Things have changed, right? AI's taken over. Who knows what's going on? We got to watch what we say on these shows, right? But there's a lot of stuff. So if you think that what got you here is going to get you there, it won't. I've been preaching this for six months. And the reality was, is that was the case prior to this situation going on. What got you to, people say, what gets you to six figures is not anywhere near what gets you to seven figures. It's not more, it's less. What gets you to seven is not going to get you to eight, right? Like you have to start thinking differently and thinking from a place of who do I need to be? Who do I need to be to do what I need to do so that I can have what I want in my life? Because it's not about thinking your way to the top. It's not about fearing change and the, the stuff that comes with it. Man, uh, we've had so many like crazy things happen in the last two months. It's been nuts. And yet we're enjoying some of the suck, enjoying the pitfalls, enjoying the learnings that come from them. And it's not like you enjoy it in the moment, but you think, okay, what's the learning here? What's the opportunity here? What's the gift here? What can we now take forward? What does this mean that we need to now do in order to get to the next step? get to the next step, right? So I was on a call with a buddy of mine, Myron Golden, who's just incredible, by the way, incredible closer, like was on Grant Cardone's stage, closing for Russell Brunson, sold 3.7 million. And I think he just closed and swept the stage and like Russell was on for 90 minutes. He was on for, I think, 30. And it was just pretty incredible. But um, he, it was amazing. In this call, he talked about not having to know, like if you're so clear on the end destination where you're going, if you're so clear on where you're going, you do not need to know all the steps. This is really important. You only need to know the first step, the very first step. When you're so focused on the outcome, on where you're going, and you know what, the, and you maybe you ask, you intuit, you research, you do, you figure out, or you just, God, help me with the first step, right? Like, what's the very first step? What's the, when you do that, 
and you get to that first step, I promise you the next step will be revealed. It just will. It will be revealed. And that step will lead to the next step and the next step and the next step. There's a quote by Maxwell Maltz that says, you cannot course correct when you are standing still. Now think about that. What does that mean? That if I am standing still, how am I going to be able to move in any direction? I'm standing still. You have to take a step forward in order to course correct, right? So if you're moving, you're like, I think I'm doing the right thing. Whoop, hit that wall fell down on my face. Well, clearly that thing didn't work. So guess what? I got to get up and I got to embrace discomfort and try this thing. Maybe that was data. That was information that I now know is going to lead me to a different direction. So let me just pivot. Let me just pivot and change course slightly. This could be anything from if you're you know, you tried a career and you, it, the, the season of, that was, is upon us right now hit and you're like, well, that certainly didn't work. Uh, well, guess what? You get up, that was data, and you go do it again somewhere else. If you, you know, are a marketer and you're putting out content out to the world and you're like, that certainly wasn't received. We got zero leads, zero opt-ins. Well, that was data to change something. Change something. Try something. Throw something at the wall. See what sticks and what doesn't. If you're in sales, most of you are in sales. I think everybody in this planet should believe that they're in sales and they should love sales because if you don't know how to sell, you don't know how to get what you want at all. And if you're in sales and you hit an objection and yet another one, you don't know how to overcome them and you lose the deal, you lose the sale, well, that's data. That's feedback in terms of what do I need to now specifically begin to focus on in order to pivot so that next time when the situation happens, I don't encounter it again. Doesn't that make sense? It does, right? I was talking to a gal today, sweet gal, but man, she she's not going anywhere with the attitude that, not the attitude that she has, the belief system rather, that her decision that her husband and she and her husband made to not spend any money on a thing that's going to help her get out of that problem to begin with is not really a mindset of somebody who's looking to get their way to the top. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So my partner and I, we are looking at buying a lot of land, like a lot. We are literally waiting for the right piece of land to fall in our lap. And I mean a lot, like not like, you know, cattle country amounts of land, like thousands of acres, but we want, you know, 25 to 100 acres. That's a lot for me, <laughs> right? And, um, and so we're, we have this vision of this retreat center and this home we're going to buy or build depending on what it comes, you know, what's there. And it, we just know when it's the right place, right? And so we said to each other, listen, we're spending a lot of money, you and I, and we got these big plans that are going to cost a, a good fortune, to build this thing out over the next couple years. Wouldn't it behoove ourselves to just, you know, not just buy everything that we want right now? Because we invest. You pull your bank statement right now and you go through every line of your bank statement and what you spend the most money on is what you value in your life. So guess what's at the top of ours? Masterminds, masterminds, coaches, courses that, you know, like, a lot of, we just dump a lot into self-growth and into growth and learning and growth. And I'm a firm believer that 
to get to the, the next step. I want to crunch time. The next, you know, how do I move forward faster? And it's not like I'm on a race to get somewhere. No, but you know what? We're not getting any younger. And if I have an imp- a dream and an, a vision to impact the amount of people that I want to impact on this planet, I'm not going to get there in a linear fashion. I'm not going to get there in a linear fashion. It's going to take a really long time. And what we decided to do, my partner and I, I was like, hey, billionaire Jay Abrams got a program out and he's a coaching with him. Wouldn't it make sense to just invest into that program? And the question that we were asking ourselves is, is this going to help us get to our goal faster or is it going to slow us down? That was a pretty obvious faster because the concept was geometric growth in your business, how to create geometric growth, not linear growth, not exponential growth, but man, have you ever heard of geometric growth? It's pretty crazy what we're learning. And I bring this up because there are ways to go about getting what you want by going through the process of what you need to do to get there and getting resourceful in your thinking. Like, who is it that you know that could help you bridge that gap? Who is it that you know that could help connect you with someone potentially? You don't have to know that. You just got to connect with people, right? Like, are you looking for you know, this is just coming to me right now. I don't know, low-hanging fruit. Someone needs to hear this. Are you looking for low-hanging fruit in your network that you can connect with? Like just bridge to help you bridge the gap. Is there some problem that's that you're experiencing because of maybe just what's going on in the planet right now and it's impacted your job, your family, your career, who knows what? But are you being resourceful in your thinking to think about brain dumping out who all is there that I get can choose to just connect with? What if you just connected with 30 people today? Hey, I'd love to hop on a call with you. Well, maybe you didn't get to all 30, right? <laughs> but And just what can come out of that? So we're learning some really incredible things from this coaching program with a uh, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and, you know, really wealthy <laughs> Jay Abram. And it's, um, it, it, it has me thinking in a way that I've never, guys, I've never thought before. And I want you to begin to take that on yourself. And it doesn't happen with the same level of thinking that created the problem. Albert Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. So if you're experiencing this, this, this opportunity for growth, this opportunity for change, this opportunity to pivot on a different path, well, man, who is it that you can connect with that may, just may have a a lead for you, another person for you to connect with to help you further your journey? How can you get resourceful in your thinking? How can you get behaviorally flexible in other options, exploring all options that are possible for you right now? So, Rockstars, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a hodgepodge of, you know, whatever came out of my mouth today. Wanted to connect with y'all because I missed you. It's a new season. It's October. It's about to get cold out here in Montana. And man, send us some heat because we're going to need it. So Rockstars, if you enjoyed listening to us today on the 1% Life Show, please share this episode out. Tag somebody below who needs to hear it. And please do us a favor. We only grow when you help leave us a review and hopefully a positive five-star one if you found value in today's episode or any episode in the past. And share this out with your network, your crew, your tribe, and help them live and create their 1% life. Rockstars, until next time, get out there and be unstoppable. Peace.